Hey everyone, welcome back to Service and Practice. I hope you're all doing well. Today with us on the show is Joe Gabor, one of the servants at my church, the Coptic Orthodox Church of St. Mark in Jersey City, New Jersey. And Joe's been serving at my church for over 30 years in various areas, like Sunday school, the diaconate, and church festivals, just to name a few. So today, as the title suggests, we'll be exploring service leadership and taking a look at the life of Moses from the Bible in particular. Joe will be talking about some of the challenges he's seen in service leadership, drawing from his wisdom and experience as the head of Sunday school for over 15 years. How are you, Joe? I'm good, Karen. How are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. It's great to have you here on the show, and I'm really excited to hear from you today and learn from your experience. So tell us a little bit about your experiences in service leadership. Well, I've been serving at the Coptic Orthodox Church of St. Mark um, for about 30 years or so, and um, I've been blessed to have different leadership roles um, throughout the Sunday School system. Um, I am the co-head coordinator for the high school family at this current time. Prior to that, I was the co-coordinator for the middle school family um, for a period of time as well. I co-coordinate with my good friend Maggie Sleeman. So we are basically, you know, tasked with trying to um, guide the high school family servants and students um, in the way of the church. So it's it's been an interesting road, um, definitely filled with many challenges, but it's a blessing that I am very, very thankful for. Yeah, definitely a blessing. From my own experience, um, Joe, you were the teacher and coordinator when I was, I think, in middle school and high school. I got the, the best of both worlds. So um, you know, it was definitely great to, to see that in action growing up. And I definitely see how you're putting in a lot of work, you and the other coordinator, in terms of looking out for the servants and the kids. And it's not easy. How does being in this type of leadership role differ from when you're just a regular servant, not in a leadership role? It's, it's obviously uh, different in the sense that, you know, one, when you are in a leadership role, you have the responsibility of making sure everything is done the way the church wants it to be done. Everything is coordinated accordingly. Uh, you have to serve both the servants and the students um, you have to, you know, basically, you know, the, the buck stops with you kind of, you know, you're responsible, you're responsible for the mistakes that happen. Um, and it's a lot different than teaching, you know, or just serving in Sunday school. When you're a Sunday school servant only, you go, you know, you prepare your lesson, you visit your children. But there is a, a um, different sense of responsibility when you're in a leadership position for the obvious reasons. You want to make sure everybody's, you know, taken care of. You want you want to make sure the students are taken care of, the servants are taken care of. You want to make sure that, you know, the curriculum is followed. You want to make sure the children are visited. It's a leadership position. And, you know, um, with, with those leadership responsibilities, um, you know, you have to account for many different things and you have to factor in a lot of things in your decision-making process. So um, it's def definitely challenging to say the least, um, but at the same time, it's a great opportunity to see the different talents that God has graced us with. Uh, people have different talents, and as a leader, you try to see which leader has which talents, and you try to um, 
you know, encourage the use of that talent more and more. And that's something that as a leader, you need to, to pay attention to because Christ gave us the parable of the talents. We need to make sure that we increase our talents and not just hide them and, and bury them um, because we will be held accountable for them at a later time. Yeah, that's interesting that you say the part about the talents and how as a leader, you have to look for the talents of others and cultivate those. And then also the other aspect that you mentioned about having additional responsibility, making decisions, making tough calls. And I can imagine the weight of that additional responsibility. So what are some of the misconceptions about service leadership? Because it's really easy to think that being successful as a leader in business or in a corporate setting, for example, could mean you're also going to be a good leader in service. What do these have in common and where do the similarities end? The end goals um, in business and in service are different. And I think that's, that's the biggest misconception. If, you, if you're a great leader at, at work, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a great leader in service because it's a different metric system. Uh, yes, you have the similarities, you have the accountability, you have the deadlines, you have you know, your time management skills, uh, your people skills, all that is definitely similar in terms of, you know, when you compare leadership in a church setting versus leadership in a business setting. Uh, but there's a lot of differences as well, you know. Um, the purpose of service is to serve souls. It's not so much the purpose of leadership in business. Obviously in business, more often than not, the end result is the bottom line or the financials. It doesn't work that way in service leadership. Um, yeah, you, you can't forget anyone. In, in business, if you have a bad employee, you can let them go. Not so much in service um, because you're serving the soul. You know, there comes a point in, in service leadership where you find yourself needing to have conversations that are very difficult on a religious um, level with servants. That's something that would never ever happen in a corporate environment. Yes, you may have conversations with your subordinates in a corporate environment where you tell them, you know, your job performance, you know, is this or that. With service, it's a little different. You really can't tell a servant that his job performance is not what is expected of them. Uh, but you, you have to, you know, have the conversations with an eye on improvement, with constructive criticism, not destructive criticism, which unfortunately happens way too often in the corporate world. Yeah, that makes sense. What you said about the corporate or business leaders where they look to satisfy certain objectives or execute on a plan and make sure that's completed. Whereas with service leadership, it's not just about getting things done at the end of the day, but it's about the people. And that you said it's, we have to look after the individuals we serve as leaders and make sure we don't lose anyone or forget anyone along the way. And to ensure that, what are some of these virtues one should cultivate to be a good service leader? So I like to look to the Didache also known as the teachings of the Twelve Apostles. And this is an early church text with instructions to the believers about worship and Christian living. And in the text, it speaks about how leaders should be gentle, generous, faithful, and well-tried. And this is in line with the epistle of St. Paul to St. Timothy, in which he talks about the qualifications of bishops or overseers. And if we extend this to not just bishops or priests, but also leaders within service, like Sunday school. What are some of the other traits, Joe, that you think are important for service leaders to have? 
Well, I think St. Paul in his epistle to St. Timothy says it all, really. There's not much that you need to to add to that. I, I, you know, it's it's the important traits are obviously, you know, you need to be courageous. You need to be resilient. You need to, to not be afraid to lead, uh, not so concerned with how people um, look at you and, you know, why you're in a leadership position or what have you, or look at you when you make unpopular decisions, which which happen, happen more often than not these days. But at the same time, you also need to make sure that um, you are the one who is willing to take responsibility when things don't go the way they're supposed to. And you're supposed to be the one to come to the defense of, of servants um, as needed. Uh, but at the same time, you can't turn a blind eye to issues that are negatively affecting you know, the students or the church in general. But you also have to be open-minded in the sense that you need to see where we can improve because any day that goes by where we don't learn something new is, is in my opinion, a wasted day. So it's important for us to see where we can change, where we can improve, how we can cultivate a better atmosphere for the servants and for the students in the church, how we can, you know, um, change things that are needed, even if they're not popular. Even if, you know, that change is going to bring about criticism, you have to be, you know, able to withstand that criticism, not let it, not let it hinder your abilities, you know, that God has given us to lead. And this is, again, and we have to really talk about, you know, leadership on, on, there's leadership on every single level. So even if you're a servant, you know, responsible for just serving, you know, two kids, that's, that's something that you need to lead with and serve in a leadership role to those two kids. And you have to always remember that we are there to serve souls. So it's never easy, but you know, St. Paul says it, we have to be, you know, honest people. We have to not look for praise. You know, honestly, this is one of the, one of the, the biggest fights or the, that the devil uses on servants is lack of humility where you get to a position where you think, you know, you, oh, I'm a servant or I'm a head servant or I'm this or that. We, we have to always remember that I, as a servant in general, I get more out of service than I, than I give to it. I benefit more, whether I'm in a leadership position or not. My service blesses my life. But at the same time, I always have to keep in mind that it's a responsibility that I have to take seriously. Yeah, that's a, a lot of good characteristics to, to strive for. Thank you for shedding light on some of the important traits. And as you've spoken about already, service is not easy, and even less so when you're put in charge, especially when you kind of don't expect it, but have been thrust into a position of leadership. And we can see this in the life of Moses, how he was hesitant to take up the mantle of service when God called him, and even at other times later on, when he's accepted his role as a leader, he was unpopular, kind of like you mentioned. And it's easy to see ourselves in his shoes, being hesitant, being scared to take on a new role or make tough calls. And what are some of the difficulties that you personally have found in service leadership and how are you able to overcome them? Well, um, there's, there's definitely a lot of difficulties, um, but we always have to remember that we are Christ's servants. So that, that takes a lot of the load off, if not all of it. Um, obviously, service is it's time consuming. Um, you need to be able to balance out your service timing, uh, whether it's a church or your service to your own household. One of the other things really that is, is very difficult in service is humility. And um, 
we need to make sure that we're not consumed with titles or with what others think. Um, you know, you got to keep your eye on God and always remember that we have what we have. We have our service only because he allows us to have our service. So we have to always keep that in mind uh, and not, you know, forget our humility. And we also, you know, part of the challenges is, you know, the conflicts that we find ourselves in as a result of, you know, our service. And, and there's conflicts, uh, you know, there's conflicts in everything really. But when it comes to service, they have to be dealt with differently. Uh, they have to be looked at from different perspectives. And it's very important that um, we do so in our leadership roles. And that's one of the difficulties as well. I really like what you said about not being consumed with titles and what others think of us because God is the one who's given us the responsibility and also the same spirit of humility being willing to continually learn and adapt and reform what you personally believe about service and how it should be done. So who do you look to for this learning for guidance or inspiration or as a role model? There's uh, obviously we're blessed with the, the priests of our church. Um, they are the ultimate role models in, in humility and in service. And you know, if we follow their lead, I think um, we'll be well served. I was blessed growing up when I was in the Sunday school system. Um, my Sunday school teacher, um, uh, Uncle Ramses, he, he taught us he taught us everything really in terms of service and love and and gentleness and humility and you know. He lived hours away from the church, um, and he would be there every Sunday morning before me. And I, and I used to live down the block, so I, I would walk to church, and he would drive for a couple of hours to get to church. He was really, he led by example, and I think that that really shaped my mindset in terms of what service is and what service should look like. Because, you know, a lot of people talk the talk, um, but he, he walked the walk, and, and in his service... He taught not just me, he taught me and so many other servants in the church how to really love the service and love the church. So he was um, he was a great influence on me personally. And of course, you know, we can't ever, you know, forget forget the teachings of Christ in, in the Gospels and, and how he went from place to place in service of others, often going out of his way to visit like he did with the Samaritan woman where the Gospel says... And he needed to go through Samaria. He really didn't need to go through Samaria. He could have taken the normal route that everybody took to get to, um, I think it was Galilee, if I'm not mistaken. And he didn't. Um, he went to serve. And he's the ultimate example of how our service life should be. How we should always remember that we are serving God in everything that we do, in every thought that we have, in every word that we say. That's a very good point, looking to Christ as the pinnacle or the best example of service. And it's also great that you were able to have an amazing role model, such a blessing to grow up being instructed and led by someone like that. And in reflecting on role models in service, I'm reminded of His Holiness Pope Carlos VI, May God Repose His Soul. In the book, A Silent Patriarch, which is a biography about Pope Carlos, the author, Father Daniel Fanus, talks about the reform and the change that Pope Carlos was responsible for during his papacy. And it began as a personal ascetic reform, which then became reform on the larger scale of the church. And Father Daniel Fanus quotes the book, 2000 Years of Coptic Christianity, 
where this reform is referred to as one of the great events in world Christianity. And it's really hard to ever try to live up to that. But as a servant leader, Joe, in your experience, have you ever had to lead a reform or change? And what did that look like? Well, um, me, me and the other head servants of both high school and middle school, we've We've, you know, tried to make things um, relevant in terms of the curriculum that we use in Sunday school. Uh, obviously, everything is biblically based. We, that would never change despite, you know, anything that goes on around us. But we found it necessary to adapt to the times in the sense of, you know, what's going on in our social world and how that affects us. You know, living in the 21st century is a lot different then living in the 20th century, um, things changed and we needed to continue to be relevant in the students' lives. And that's very important because if we are not relevant, then, you know, um, the incentive is not there for people to listen to the teachings of the church. So uh, me and, and the other leaders of the church, um, we've, we've tried and we continue to try to make necessary changes in terms of how things are taught. Yeah, that's really great. I think it's it's important and something that I've talked about on previous episodes, ensuring that we stay relevant and stay connected. Well, of course, we should still make sure we drive home the points of the Bible, which will never change. So that concludes this episode. And now it's time to wrap up with the rapid fire questions. So we're going to get started with the first one. Joe, tell us a funny or moving story that's happened in your experience as a servant. Oh uh, wow, there's uh, <laughs> that's there's a lot of lot of def- definite memorable stories. Um, it's always good to always remember that God has a plan for every one of our lives, and I, I will never forget this vividly. Um, I was with a uh, a friend, a colleague um, in church. We were in church one day. We we came to see one of the fathers. There was a funeral going on in the church, and it was about to start, and there was no one there except for the for the casket and the son of this person who was, you know, who had passed away. And, you know, so, you know, we, we got asked to help carry the casket in, and, and we, did all, we did what we could. And I remember very, very vividly that we were in church because this friend of mine was going through a, you know, a rough patch, and he needed to speak with, with Abuna, the father. And I remember finishing, after we finished and we left, I remember, you know, looking over to him and telling him, I said, you see, God likes to give us messages, you know, no matter how bad things can be, there is always hope. We have to look at our life that, that God has given us way more than we deserve. Um, that, you know, some people have no one, have no one in their families, have no one in their lives at all to help or to do anything when needed because they just they don't have people around and they don't have people that love them or you know because they're not because they're not worthy of love but because just there's nobody there you know they don't know anyone they newly immigrated to the u.s and they just don't have any connections um so that was you know that was something that touched me deeply because you know sometimes we're always we're always questioning you know why god doesn't tell me this why i can't hear god i can't i can't see his his vision for me i can't see his path or his will for me Often, more often than not, we just don't listen. You know, he gives us everything we need if we just pay attention and actually listen to the messages that he gives us. And they can be such subtle messages, but only if you're quiet and only if you're trying to listen will you hear his message. 
it's definitely something that had a huge impact on me because, you know, we always forget we are God's children. And just like the fa any father loves his son or any father loves his daughter, um, and we're human, you can't really put a love on what God loves for us. You can't even call it the same love because it isn't. His love is so much more than our own love for our children. That's a beautiful story. I like what you said about your realization about God's love and that it's so true that we have to sometimes stop and listen. The next question I have is, can you recommend a book about service to the listeners? One of the books that had a great impact on, on my life um, was the release of the Spirit by His Holiness Pope Shenouda III, um, specifically the chapter in that book entitled It Happened One Night, um, where it, it's talking about service and, and what is what we think is service and what God thinks is service and, and what we what we often think we're going above and beyond when in reality we really fall short. Um, that book had a you know profound uh, influence on me. Also another book by His Holiness Pope Shenouda III um, is Discipleship, which really talks about the you know the fundamentals of how to be a disciple in the church. Unfortunately the world that we live in is always talking about leadership and it's always talking about, you know, how I can do X, Y, and Z, but we, we don't really often talk about how I can just be a disciple of God and of the Bible. And that's very, very important. So th those two books really had a huge impact. And of course, the Bible, you know, the Bible is, is the ultimate source, um, you know, for us to learn from. It's our roadmap. It's our Google Maps, um, as one of our priests always says. It's our Google Maps to get to God. Uh, it's everything we need to know, but only if we pick it up and read it. About those books, they, they sound really great. I haven't read the discipleship book, but I have read It Happened One Night. It was really moving uh, for me when I read it. And I'll make sure that both books are mentioned in the show notes. So in case anyone wants to check them out, the names will be there. Moving to the next question, what's your favorite quote or verse about service? Well, it would have to be, um, you know, that, that verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me in Philippians 4.13. Um, and just because I can, I really can do all things through Christ. No matter how, how tough times can get, no matter how difficult things are, no matter how bleak sometimes, you know, um, it may seem. And I say it may seem because things are never as bad as they really seem. I think that's more, you know, the devil trying to make us become pessimists in everything that we do. Um, but I always remember that verse because truly, you know, we can't do anything without Christ's strength in us. Nothing at all. Um, and that verse gives me great comfort. Yeah, you're very right that we can't be successful in our service without the hand of God. And we need to fully rely on him. Our efforts are sometimes so small. He is the one who really carries the weight and actually allows for all the, the fruits of the service to be seen. My last question is, if you can give one bit of advice to the listeners, what would that be? I would say serve. I would definitely say serve. We need to start with service in our own homes. Serve your parents, serve your siblings, serve your spouse, serve you know your family, extended family, cousins, uncles, grandparents. And if you're able to serve others outside of your family in anything, whether it's, you know, serving the homeless, whether it's, you know, tutoring someone who needs assistance, whether it's 
helping someone fill out an application, whatever the case may be, serve. And don't pick and choose. Don't pick and choose. Don't say, I will only serve in this type of service or I will only serve in that type of service. If God has called you to serve in whatever capacity he has called you, just do it um, and do it cheerfully because there's a great blessing to be had and, and we don't we don't take advantage of that. We we often, more often than not, put restrictions on God. We say, I will only serve in this location or with this pastor or with this you know, class or with this servant. Don't do that because when we do that, we, we, we lose a lot of blessings. And even if your service is in the background and is not, you know, seen by others, I think those are the greatest services. I think those are the greatest blessings where we really do things where only God sees them. And God, and it says it in the Gospels, God will reward us openly um, in his own time as he sees fit. I like what you said about serving cheerfully. As St. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, God loves a cheerful giver. So it's definitely important to have that mindset. And thank you, to Joe, for giving us some insight today on service leadership. I've personally learned a lot from Joe over the years, and I think he really puts into practice the verse of this podcast, as each one has received a gift, minister to one another. And Joe's gift is definitely in leadership. I'm really glad you came today on the show, Joe. Thank you for hanging, Karen. My pleasure. And thank you to all of you listeners. If you've benefited from this episode, please share it with someone that you think would also enjoy it. And as always, please reach out with any questions or suggestions on Instagram or email. Thank you so much and see you soon.